Welcome to Connected at the Roots, a big forest podcast that talks about Midwestern values, character, and camaraderie through the lens of business. I'm Jordan Harms from Big Forest, and over here in dun, the left dun, corner, dun, dun, it's Chris. Dun, 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 Hi, Chris. Dun, dun. Hey. <clears throat> I'm in a spooky mood, so. Yes. Thinking about Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> fitting, fitting for our current guest, which today is Jackie Hebe. As in Hebe Jeebe. That's what she told us. Although, so it's very fitting for spelled, Halloween. Spelled different, but kind of yes. looks like Hubie, but it's Hebe, and I like that more. She is the founder and owner of Sugarbot Sweet Shop, as well as the owner of Little O's Soda Old Time Soda Fountain. Both are located in good old St. Charles, Missouri. Both spots are family friendly, era accurate destinations, and we get more into what that means in the interview. Yes, indeed, we do. We had the good pleasure of recording this episode at Sugarbot Sweet Shop right off of Fifth Street in St. Charles. It's at uh, Fifth Street in Jefferson. Mm -hmm. Jackie and her husband are firm believers in contributing to their community and the betterment therein and positive growth as well, which is evident in every detail of their business. It's remarkable stuff. In this episode, we talked to Jackie about her humble beginnings, her tenacious endurance, and how she's adapted during a myriad of trials, and which, again, makes her a perfect candidate for this podcast. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Uh, we found ourselves getting pretty sucked into engaging conversations with Jackie, <laughs> yes. and we've done this on a number of occasions now, and I think you'll know why once you start listening. She's very easy to get along with and has a contagious spirit, so all this to say, this is another long one, folks, and um, I'm not sorry. <laughs> not at all. Not <laughs> Here's Jackie. Jackie. Yes. Thank you for being on the show. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, you're more than welcome, you. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see my smile, so that makes it yes. awkward, but here we are. I, your eyes are smiling. I can tell. So tell our viewers and us a little bit about who you are and about yourself and how we got to this place called Sugarbot. Yes. So um, I am Jackie Hebe. I'm owner of Sugarbot Sweet Shop and Little O's Old Time Soda Fountain, both in St. Charles. Um, the short version of, of how we got here is that this is something that I've always wanted to do from pretty much like 13, 14. I've always known that I wanted to bake and do that kind of thing. Um, my Sweet. parents are both blue collar workers, so they were like, no, that's a terrible idea. You absolutely should not do that. No security. No security. Yeah. You know, you'll be on your feet all day. You'll work your, you know, you'll work to the bone. It'll be terrible. There's no money in it. You know, you should pick something else. And so I was a terrible teenager and actually listened. <laughs> so I decided that I'd go to school. I got a degree in graphic design and marketing. And oh, wow. yeah, yeah. So I did like finished it, got the bachelor's degree, worked in the industry for about 10 years, hated it, cried <laughs> oh, on my no. way to work. Cried did you hate it the whole home. time or was it just like yeah, mostly valleys? Pretty much the whole time. It's a long so time to just, put up with something. <laughs> it was. Yeah. And it was just. I never really found anywhere that like the culture fit me. Mm. Uh, so it was really hard. Sounds because, like a graphic designer speaking. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. And it was, you know, it, it was just hard because I'd yeah. show up and I'd be super excited and I loved my actual job. I loved the work that I was doing, but it was the the people that kind of surrounded me and the clicks and the, all of that Ugh. stuff. 
No one likes clicks. Yeah, and it just it just never fit. And the yeah. whole like, oh, you know, we can only give you this high of a rating on your review because no one's allowed to be perfect. And it was like, bullshit, I am. I'm doing a really good job. You're sitting there saying that I'm doing better than anybody else. But like, but it's not showing. Still, I yeah. have a 3.5 out of 5. Like, this is garbage. Ouch. No dice. No dice. No 3.5 out of 5. Right. Yeah. That's kind of an insult. It, Where did you really at, least go, at, least, at least do like a 4.8. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was a whole like hierarchy that everybody's had to balance out. And oh, so it was like, no, it was real no terrible, Bad. real terrible. Good work and a good job should be rewarded. But End of story. Right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I rewarded myself by quitting and cashing out my 401k. And now you're sitting inside of it. Hey, hey, this is a nice 401k. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Here's hoping it pans out for the long term. <laughs> right. Uh, we don't need to think about that right now. Right, right. So where did you go to school again? So I got my... First associate's degree at um, St. Louis Community College, Merrimack. Okay. And then I got my bachelor's degree at UMSL. Okay, cool. And then, actually, I guess technically I got my all of my associate's degrees at St. Louis Community College. But I first did photography, and then I realized that I didn't uh-huh. want to shoot weddings. And so then I stayed and turned it into graphic design. Yeah, yeah. there's and usually then, a pivot that comes after that realization. Yeah. We used to do wedding videography Ooh, pretty yes. regularly. No, I, we still I get do it. it like yeah, but it's like a kind of like a drop in the bucket. Like, fine, we'll do it. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, brides you gotta are find out hard some- sometimes. <laughs> you do. I wasn't you gonna gotta, say it, but uh, it's more, sometimes it's more the families too. Than that's the true. I mean, the brides that's true. Can, you can get bridezilla, but sometimes you get like familyzilla. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes. That is true. Yes. So yeah, yeah. So I I got those two, and then I went to Umsol and you know did the bachelor's degree mm-hmm. there. And then worked in, you know, the industry for a while. And then um, it was actually my boss who was awesome at the last corporate position that I held who had encouraged me to kind of take the leap and, you know, do what I wanted to do. Because I think, you know, it was obvious that it wasn't where I wanted to be. Yeah. Um, So she was really cool in enabling me to be flexible and kind of arrange my schedule so that I could kind of get started and work in other places like in the evenings and the weekends and make sure it was really what I wanted to do. So, so yeah, then I got my final associate's degree also at, um, St. Louis community college, but their forest park campus has pretty much the only accredited, um, culinary school. And you can do just baking and pastry, which is really, yeah. All of those like for-profit schools, which they're all gone now in the last two or three years, they just sort of buildings there still, but But all of that, like La Cole Culinaire, yeah, Le Cordon right. Bleu, yep. all of those, they're yeah. not accredited. They just give you, like, you don't get an actual degree. You just get a piece of paper. And they're like, ta-da, you paid us, like, $70,000. Here's a piece of paper with a yeah. stamp on it. And you're like, what can you do with this paper? <laughs> show off the piece of paper. Right, yeah. You know, you can show it off. But, like, to me, it was such a big red flag that I'm like, I'm sorry, I, I can't do a Mohila, like, student loan to come to your institution. And it's like, oh, yeah. no, well, we're not accredited. So you're like, like, well, then, wow. Right. <laughs> it's funny you mention that. My wife works for admissions at UMSL. Oh, okay. And she has to put up with a lot of these stupid policies. Well, I guess not so much anymore, but there's still, like, a lot of things don't transfer. Right, And she, she has to be the bearer of bad news all the time for students. Like, listen, I'm glad you... 
got your piece of paper, but like you come here, I, I can transfer like three of your credits. You right. know, it's like, like I'm sure you ooh. learned a lot there. Oh. That's great. But so she tries to get to people ahead of time, obviously, because she specifically works in transfers. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, that is, it's it's hard to ugh. see. Yes. Yeah, it is. So you said we're at, like, kind, of, kind of rolling it back a little bit. You said that we're in Sugarbot, and then there's Little O's. Yes. A lot of people are probably familiar with Little O's in some capacity. So I want to we want to get there. But what is Sh- Sugarbot? Yeah. So what does it mean? Sugarbot is um, we're a full service bakery. So right now, obviously, we're curbside only, but we hope eventually for that to end at some point in yeah, the future. We all are. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. But so um, we do a ton of custom orders. That's kind of the majority of what we do. Um, okay. But typically we have, you know, full service walk in. You can get brownies, cupcakes, cookies. Mm. Um, we do pie squares. We've got a selection of kind of vintage old time candy. Um, we do decorated sugar cookies is our big thing. We do custom cakes, um, you know, chocolate dipped caramels. We do scratch made marshmallows, candy pecans. You're talking about the fall, the fall treats right now. Yes. Do you do events? Um, we do. So we do catering. Um, I'm picky because as I had said earlier, brides can be tough. So, um, (laughs) we really, Um, I have a very specific type of event that I like to do and the other events I'm not a fan of. And so we typically Mm. don't do those. So um, you're the boss. Right. So So they say so uh, (laughs) word on the street. That's what it says on paper. But uh, right. Yeah. yeah. So we uh, we do pretty much only dessert buffets. I don't do big wedding cakes. I do smaller cutting cakes. I had that more in mind, actually. It was like, yeah, more of like, do you do um, like chocolate fountains? No, no oh, okay. chocolate fountains. Is that too tacky for you? It's, no, they're a pain to clean. Okay. <laughs> they're so hard to clean. I wouldn't know. <laughs> and also, like, the germaphobe in me, even before now, is like, it's not a yeah. good idea. You don't know who's doing what with the Who chocolate fountains. Who licked the strawberry and yeah. then put it in You there. wouldn't want anything to do with it if you see me around one. It right. It gets ugly quick. I mean, if you have, like, a private <laughs> one-on-one chocolate fountain that you can just kind of, like, cup your hands sure. into. Yeah. Can, <laughs> I just, like, can I just, like, put my head underneath uh, it? Yeah, <laughs> but we do offer like s'mores bars, which Whoa, is, is maybe kind of close. Interesting. So, do you yeah. like blowtorch? Um, yeah, so oh. we have little either um, blowtorches if it's an adults only event, or we've got yeah. the little uh, like Bunsen burners, kind of yeah burners oh. that you can use for the rest. And we do yeah. different marshmallows, and then we make um, custom chocolate bars here. Cool. Whoa. So we can do like kind of different flavors. Do like a hazelnut chocolate bar. Oh yeah. You know, that's mint awesome. chocolate bars, orange chocolate bars, all of that stuff. And it's, so then we yeah. can make them custom. And we do um, the graham crackers from scratch. I was going to ask, so you probably make the Everything too. from yeah. scratch. Yes. So everything is from scratch. And then, you know, we kind of mix it up. We do those and milk and cookie bars have been popular in the past, um, especially for like corporate events, kind of yeah. happy hours and yeah. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I can totally see that. Yeah. So how do, is it, does the blowtorch, does that kind of give it that smoky flavor that you would get from like yeah. a campfire? Yeah, and you have to just be really careful because the scratch yeah. made marshmallows are so much softer oh. and also they're super fresh. So like the marshmallow 
McDonald's you get in the grocery store, by the time they get to you, they're probably six-ish months old. Yeah. You know, oh, give or take. That's sad. <laughs> um, but here, we make them and then use them the right, next so day. they're pretty mushy. Yeah. So they're, they're pretty soft, kind of, yeah. you know, buttery, melt in your mouth. Oh, yeah. oh my goodness. So, you yeah, got you those gotta, right here? You gotta I need be a... tender. I don't have any today. <sighs> We're gonna start doing them, hopefully, in like the next week or two. Ruining Chris's whole day. Oh, no. Yes. My yeah. sweet tooth <laughs> kicks in during the fall and it kind of rolls into Christmas and then I'm back on savory for like the majority of the year. Yeah. <laughs> but like right now I'm like, mm, where the sweets at? Yes. So yeah. you're describing these Soon. marshmallows and it's killing me. Yeah. Yeah. They'll, uh, they'll be in the curbside site. So we're doing hey. curbside right now. Um, okay. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Sweet. And so we just kind of put the selections up the week before people can pick what, you know, what mm. they're interested in, what they're looking for. And then, uh, cool. Yeah, and then go from there. So, so when, those did Sugar Bart, an Sugar Bart, when did Sugarbot start? When when was it founded? Uh, 2009. 2009. So, oh, good, okay. year. Yeah. good year. Yeah, so 2009 is kind of when I started to do stuff on the side. That was when it was still sort of like an underground pastry ring. Gotcha. Um, And then 2012 was when I went through and actually formed the LLC, got all yeah. the legal paperwork done. That was when gotcha. I started working out of the commissary. Yeah. But so, yeah. Well, 2009, that's still in the throes of the recession. It was. Yeah, you were probably. <laughs> that's tough. That's a tough call. Everybody was like trying to recover. Still from that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so it was, um, I lost my job as part of all oh, of that. Okay, so yeah. that was when I had kind of started to do sure. some things. Well, that, that actually, I was about to ask you, um, as far as Sugarbot is concerned, your act one, when it was like, you're sitting in your room or in the corner or you're at a bar or something and you're just like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make my own company. Was it losing your job? Was that your act one? Or no, can you so think of a specific time when you were just like, yep, I'm going to make a call to I'm going to make a yeah. sweets so operation. My kind of my initial was like in high school still. Because right. Oh, yeah. You mentioned just, that earlier. You it, were always interested in it. Yeah. Yeah. I was always interested. It was what I wanted to do. Mm. I loved the science of it. I loved playing with, you know, what happens when you add this? What happens when you take this away? What's the difference if you use brown sugar instead of regular sugar? Mm. You know, playing with that and really seeing kind of how it changed. Sure. And so that was initially my first draft um, of Sugarbot. wasn't even called Sugarbot. It was called Stellar Sweets. And I got that LLC and like did everything oh, wow. with it. And I wanted it to be more of like a party place um, where kids would come in and learn the science of baking. Wow. Whoa. That's pretty cool. And so, I like to play on words of Stellar then. Yes. It's very science yeah. right. And I was just like, you know, this is, this could be really cool. Yeah. Um, you know, I had designed like custom tables that I had sketches of, of the dimensions of like how it would need to work and what the yeah. tables would need to be. And <laughs> so I cool really idea. like, mm-hmm. I had a lot kind of invested into that. And then for whatever reason, I was like, uh, You're like graphics design. I'll just end <laughs> up, you know, going forward. That was while I yeah. was working in graphic design was when I was doing like CAD layouts of how the tables would need to be and all of that yeah, kind of right. stuff. Double right. dipping. Right. <laughs> and then it was, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. And so then it was like, well, you know, I'm sure I can make more money initially by just mm. selling things. It's a whole lot easier. It's hard to have a space that's kind of just an event space. So that was when it transitioned into Sugarbot. Gotcha. You know, something I love about a place, any place is immersion. 
So that's one of the reasons I love Disney World and those theme parks so much. It's all about the immersion and the experience that you have and the atmosphere. So this is one of those places for the listener. When you walk in, you actually benefit from looking up because you're going to see the details that's on the ceiling. And the both here at Sugarbot and also down on Main Street at Little O's, you'll, you'll kind of get this very vintage aesthetic, a very cool, like kind of a consistent theme with the era that you are designing. And it's really cool because you clearly you guys spend a lot of time and energy into crafting this this experience, which is great. So for you as a graphic designer, is this like the mid-century modern? Like what draws you or inspires you in that that department? Yeah, so we're we're actually about we'll say 17 to 20 years before mid-century modern. Okay. So our goal is like 20s, 30s. Ah, gotcha. Um, I can see it. And that is more kind of just like that, almost kind of like Great Depression style Mm -hmm. where um, I'm really big into sustainability. I'm big into nothing going to waste. Mm -hmm. I'm big into making your budget work. As was everybody during that time. Right. (laughs) Right, And now it's kind of coming back around. But so, you know, our biggest thing here is we don't ever throw anything out. Mm-hmm. Nothing ever goes to waste. Oh, so wow. If nothing, nothing. So, you know, like our cookies, I've got recipes that use day old cookies. Uh-huh. I've got recipes that use cookies that we've dried out. And that was kind of one of the nice things about taking on little O's is that um, you don't want to put fresh cookies in a product that's going to have ice cream because they're going to get soggy. Yeah. So we actually put them in the dehydrator. If we don't sell them that day, we put them in the dehydrator, we dehydrate them out so that then they can go into the ice cream and not Mm. mess anything up. It probably helps with cost too, I would imagine. It does, right. Because then, you know, we always have what we need and then anything extra is great Uh because it's just prep work for the next product. You just have a larger supply. Right. Yeah. So you as a graphic designer, you were drawn to to that era, like the depression era. Like just aesthetically as well, as well as it seems like there's a bit of philosophy that goes with that, too. I mean, I just was looking at this on the wall. You got all this great like these vintage ads and that one's called the glamorous new cyclomatic Frigidaire. Yes. (laughs) Frigidaire with complete self-service. The refrigerator. (laughs) Yeah, it's. I love just like the the Built wording and, and the General marketing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I, do, I get it. Yeah. And all of it, like the um, the candy council sign that I've got behind me that is like candy makes you strong for work. <laughs> and it's like, yes, it does. That's great. And I know there's a difference between like uh, retro and vintage. So right. do, you, do you feel like you lean more to the vintage? Yes. I see. Yeah, 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 definitely more towards the vintage because everything that we use is actually old. Right, so, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, hardly anything is reproduction. Mm. Like, down at Little O's, our ceiling down there is reproduction. Just convinced because, me, though. Because that <laughs> was, you know, Looks awesome. what yeah. works. Um, where, like, here, our building, so we own the Sugarbot building, and we actually live above And so so everything in the building is either original to this building or it's original to another building that was built in the same decade. When was this built? This was built in 1900. So And where um, are we again? You want to just like let people know? Oh, yeah, for sure. So Sugarbot is at Jackson and Fifth Street in St. Charles. We're just a block south of the hospital. Old, awesome brick building. Yeah. Bright teal Bright and red. teal and Shoot, red outside. It's pretty sweet. Outside. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. skeletons outside now, <laughs> which true. are perfect. So robots. 
You've always liked robots? robots. Yes. Science fiction, maybe? So the robots are kind of weird in that um, as much as I do like science fiction, but it's got to be like just the right. Oh, I get it. Oh, yes. Yes. There's like and I, I'm going to lose a lot of people here, but like Star Wars, I've never seen Star Wars. It's not whoa, science whoa, whoa, whoa. fiction, though. You've never really. seen a single Star Wars ever? No. So Star Wars is, does this really great thing to me where I watch five minutes of it and I pass out. Whoa. You know, you're I not, can't get I've, through it. I know a, cute, a few people like you. I don't know what the problem is. With, I don't know. Like, Something <laughs> in my brain is just like you just pass out. And it's just like that. It's I don't know what. It's time to go to bed. Like, huh. But yeah. Like, well, okay. There's I, some sort of an imbalance there because no, Star Wars is great. No judgment. But it's yeah. definitely not. I it, would not say. It's I'm flawed. a sci-fi geek. Yeah. Star Wars is not. It's more fantasy than sci-fi. Yes, it does not scratch that itch for me. It's yeah. not. It doesn't. It's not the same. And for me, like the perfect old sci-fi movie, which maybe oh, isn't really sci-fi, yes. is like Time Machine. Love that is it. totally like, sci-fi. That's perfect. That's, it's perfect. It's yeah. just hokey enough. Is that the, re- the remake? No, 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 no. The original. The original is great. I was going to say, like, you're the not talking about great. that. I don't mind the remake. I've seen the remake. It's not terrible. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. But there's something so charming about the original and watching, like, hearing the music yeah. and watching, like, the calendar pages fly off. Oh, yes. As, like, the yeah. guy is in the storefront watching the mannequins change. Yep. And it's... And, like, that is my ideal. Yeah. That is, yeah. is like the sci-fi that I want to live in. Where it's I like, feel you. Obviously, the mm-hmm. mon- like you can tell the monsters are just made of like rugs that they got yes. somewhere. Yes, hokey. But like, ah, there's something so charming about it. Well, Very that's charming. That's kind that of like analogous because, I mean, part of your goal with your theming is to kind of take people through time anyway. So we're kind of in your own time machine right now. That's right. I mean, I always liked the Jules Verne sci-fi which they're pretty soft sci-fis but like 20,000 leagues under the sea yes. sure. a trip to the moon yes there's, there's things something to be like, said about oh, subtlety yeah, look at you know? that. i love the way he described the submarine it was so spacious and <laughs> i just love it that like also the retro futuristic yeah retro futuristic yeah favorite category and i don't know if that's a true category but i think it is i cuz that's what i'm drawn to yeah yeah, where, you know, it was in the 30s and 40s and even 50s and 60s. And then mm. like, what is it going to be like the in past, 2020? The past vision of the future. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, or do you play video games at all? No. Okay. Well, there's a there's a game series called the Fallout series. Okay. I'm fam- like, yeah. I've and this seen is kind of, of similar. It's very much like, what if, you know, everyone truly embraced like the nuclear craze yes. of like the 1930s through, say, 55. Yeah. But now it's like the year 21 plus, you know, yes. but like no one ever got out of that era. But it's the future. Right. You know, it's and a I very similar it. like just. Everything's kind of got like that, kind of like the fridge in this picture. Here. It's kind of got like a bubbly sort of shape Round to is. it, and yeah. the ro- there's ro- plenty of robots in that game that look like your robots strewn about here. They're kind of boxy and everything's heavy, crude. Yes, you know, made of like heavy tin or aluminum. Yes. You know, right. and like you can cut yourself on the robot's shoulder. Yes. You know, I love it. And that's that so is cool. very that's our so our house upstairs is also all decade correct. So oh, all nice. of our tiles that's a great term. decade correct. Decade correct. Yep. So we are <laughs> so our whole house, our furniture, everything is decade correct. That's there so you go. Whenever I first started dating my husband, I kind of like warned him because he he wasn't like <laughs> it's about really to walk into his great grandma's house with Whoa. this lifestyle. Yeah. So I was like, you know. 
So when you see my house. <laughs> was that here? No. Okay. No, <laughs> but yeah, you've no, always been like this. City. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I've always, since I've moved out on my own, I've always yeah. been like this. But so I was like, you know, I, I don't have a TV. Re- like I have a TV, but it it's like a tube television. Uh-huh. And so it doesn't actually like work as a TV, but it's like a piece of furniture that I put things on. Oh, I see. Nice. And like, so it, it was that. It's got some dials that click. Kind of thing. Right. <laughs> and I was like, you know, it just, it's nice to touch cause it's real wood. Mm. And you know, so now, do you have a real TV in addition to that somewhere? No, I didn't. Not at the time. Okay. Not at the time. So now we do, we do have a real TV, which felt wow. like selling out and it oh. was, it was really difficult to, yeah. to do. But so now you can watch all those, you can watch Journey to the Center of the Earth or whatever. Right. So we had <laughs> uh, a little bit of a compromise. And so our TV marriage. upstairs, That's right, <laughs> is actually built into our wall. Whoa. Gotcha. I was going to ask, it probably doesn't, you probably it, maybe it wouldn't notice it. It doesn't look like it. a TV. Yeah. You wouldn't know. It looks like a, a, like a giant picture frame. Cool. And so it's built into our wall and it's got a frame. It looks like a picture frame. And there's uh-huh. no wires. I would be happy to give you guys a tour after this if you're yes. not afraid oh, yeah. of Please say no more. We're not, af- we're not afraid. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, it, it just looks like it's built That's into so the cool. wall. Wow. So Can you also explain to the listener, because I had this explained to me a few years back, the difference between vintage and retro. Yeah. So vintage is authentic actually from, and then retro is typically a reproduction. Okay. Yeah. So at least that's kind of my view of it. I think is, that checks out. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. that's why I had it explained. Is, is kind of more yeah. like an like imitation. I've even right. seen, yeah. you know, like if you can't get your hands on like the original era, I feel mm-hmm. like stuff that claims to be vintage at least tries to completely recreate what yes. it looked like from that era, as opposed to being obviously modern, but with an old yes. aesthetic, you know, there's like a fine difference there, but it's like vintage means the past. Yeah. Whereas retro means like hip and new and cool. Yes. But like, it's been done before, you know, it's not always also typically retro means much more expensive. Oh, for sure. Just because they're trying to like basically mm-hmm. retrofit something, you know, yeah. to make it work. That was one of the things that True. we struggled I mean, with yeah. in our house was the fridge. Oh man. Oh it no. It was so hard to find a fridge that was going to work. So that is kind of our one like <laughs> Does it look like that one? Yeah, is that what it No, is it, it doesn't oh. because they um The Frigidaire. <laughs> they make them I for it's I think the company is called like the Big Chill. But they're like oh, a $7,000 yeah. yep. refrigerator. I know, I know what you're grief. talking about. And they're Celebrities so have small. them and stuff. They're yeah. so small on the inside. You can't really keep anything. Mm-hmm. So our fridge is stainless steel, but it's kind of curved edges. It's a gentler one. Yeah. But like our dishwasher and all of that is hidden. It looks like a cabinet. So it doesn't look that. like it's actually there. I love that. Fascinating. I cannot wait I've for always, this tour now. So that's, yeah. I've always loved that style for kitchens. So well done. Yeah. So it's <laughs> going all, upstairs. I'm it's all looking. very sneaky, but like our, yeah. we've got sneaky. the clawfoot bathtubs and, yes. uh, our our deal was in this house, so it wouldn't have had plumbing originally, mm-hmm. and then the plumbing would have been added after the fact. Yeah. Um. So typically, whenever plumbing got added, was when houses did like a remodel and an update. So typically, your bathrooms and your kitchen would have undergone an update in about the 30s. Yeah. 
um, when most people then kind of had enough money, um, right. you know, to be able to do to the, the reboot. More consumer, yeah. Right, but typically, like, your your living room or your sitting room and your bedrooms would have probably stayed older, so that's how ours is. Okay, so your bathroom and then your yep. kitchen look yeah, like so a little newer, the bathrooms newer, and the kitchens are about old. 30s. Gotcha. Wow. And then so everything else is still <laughs> yes. updated to look like the 30s. It's pretty I fancy. Love, I don't want to wow. brag. I love in the, the future. Um, era. More, I'd say probably 30, 30 through 50, somewhere yeah. in there. I, I really love that aesthetic, so I can I can drive with yeah. that. Yeah. Even Who though I know this house is technically older. Yeah, the it's 50s kind of falls off for me. Same. That's the that's just the that's the edge of it. But. Things kind of start to get a little garish. Like about the yes. <laughs> 45 kind of atomic age is about yep. about where things there end it is. for me. So do you when like you get into sock hop? I fall. Uh, off. I see. <laughs> I get. I get you. That's about where I get. Yeah. Same. That's when cartoons got really weird. Yeah, a lot of stuff got weird. So yeah. do yeah, you like? Things have been weird for a while. Been, <laughs> and then they stayed weird. So for you, do you like Twilight Zone? So I do, but it's a caveat. It some of it is better than others, and I can't pinpoint like what draws me to certain episodes. And maybe that's just so much. I feel like a fandom is people wanting to love an entire property, and I think now recently, especially with Game of Thrones season eight, people are like, "Oh, you can love something up until season sure. seven, and then yeah. be like, but season eight is dead to me. Right. They'll reboot it and that's fix fair. it at the yeah. end." Um, I mean, so if they reshot season eight, that'd be just fine with me. Oh, I would be, <laughs> yeah. I'd be completely redo. happy. I think completely the redo. actors would be happy. I think, I honestly, I'd George go R. so far Martin. as to say is most of season seven for me too, but season seven I get I'm more of the minority there. Yes, it at did. least it didn't claim so to be the same the principle applies, applies <laughs> right. them for season seven. It's like I like all of I like these couple things about season yes. seven, but the rest I don't. Yeah. Whereas the other seasons, I can almost unequivocally say I like it yes. all. You know. Although it is tainted now, in a it way. It is tainted. Because like, you know I, where it's going. Exactly. I'm like, ah, I don't know if I want to get through this because I know it's all going to amount to nothing. Okay, so that's true, <laughs> but hear me out on this. In oh, the pandemic, theory. I've taken the opportunity not to rewatch Game of Thrones because it's too fresh still. Too fresh. Maybe that's it. But the last <laughs> big series that really broke my heart when it ended was Dexter. Oh, oh. Yes. And yeah, I get you. And we're rewatching it because my husband Mark hadn't he'd not ever seen it. Okay. Oh. And we're in season six right now, and I'm I'm still enjoying it, okay. even knowing what's coming. Well, that's encouraging. I'm but I mean we're like <laughs> we're like ten years out. Right. The first episode though, I have to say when we watched it, I was like, Oh God, this isn't this has not aged well. This yeah. is really That's how I kind of feel about it. It's gonna be bad. But when's the last time that you watched it? Oh, it's been a long time. If you can suspend I never made it all the way through either, so this guy did. That, that first belief. episode is it's not smooth. No, yeah. it wasn't smooth. But no. then you kind of fall into the charm uh, of it not you do. being smooth. Yeah, exactly. That's true. And it's I don't know. I mean, when we get to the end, I might feel differently about it. Um, right. There's still like shots that just kind of stuck through in my se- head. Seasons, you know, like I'm I'm in yeah. a season of my life where I like Dexter, you know. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. And so you know, there it. there haven't been right a ton of things end. that I've been able to rewatch that have ended badly, but sure. Dexter is giving me hope. Okay, okay. that's encouraging because I remember being very upset. Oh, I was so upset. It just <laughs> recently popped up in my Facebook memories, Ugh. the actual season finale Ugh. or series finale of Dexter. I haven't seen it. And well, it was just 
like just pure you guys are frustration definitely me and some anger. Game of Thrones vibes it, here. Yeah, well, but uh, Lost. Remember Lost? Good grief. Yeah. See, and I, I never got on the ball well, with you that. Know what? I couldn't. It was so, so. Did you good. watch through it, Chris? No, nah, I didn't. Oh, okay, I, yeah, I didn't. I know how it ends. Yeah, I think I do too. That's why I stopped watching. I was so like, well, that's of, where we're going. Speaking of the opposite of hope, and more along the lines of depression. Um, oh, <laughs> your. Uh, we talked about kind of where you started yes. with this um, whole Sugarbot running your own business thing. Yeah. You were definitely going through the throes of like, I'm doing this other thing that I went to school for, but I hate it. And yeah. uh, what about a time that you can think of that was like you could have given up? So more of like an act two situation where our hero in the story is met with a fork in the road and like, I'm going to go forward with this or I need to do something else. Like this dream was too big. I shot too high or I aimed too high. Yeah. Was that like coming out of the recession for you or was that? So it's had a few little phases that have been kind of weird. Uh-huh. And I don't have kids, but the the best sort of relation is that I hear a lot from parents that like the day they bring their newborn home, they're just like, this was a mistake. Put it back. <laughs> I've heard that. Yes. Like... <laughs> I think my parents still say that about uh-oh. me. Like, uh-oh. No, <laughs> like, we've committed, this is a thing. Yeah. And every time we've expanded has been one of those times, like, when we bought this building, it was condemned. The roof was collapsed in. Condemned? It was bad. Wow. Really, really, like, it, I mean, the like, the roof had literally collapsed uh-huh. in. You could I've stand seen a few of those around here. and yeah. look through to the sky. Oof. Eesh. And so it was kind of, we got it cleaned out. We got everything, you know, ripped up at the beginning. It was so much fun because the closing process on a commercial property is so frustrating and so overwhelming that I was so ready to come in with a sledgehammer and just knock all of the walls out of here. Sure. But then when we did it, looking around and being like, Oh shit, I'm the one that's got to put it back together now. (laughs) Right. And like, we're going to have to start paying on this loan real soon. So like we need to get to it. So that was definitely like, I mean, obviously, we, you know, we weren't going to give up in that, but right. it was a strange feeling. Right. it was a big feeling. like, okay, sure. well, here we are. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It was a super strange feeling. And then I would say similarly, the day we closed on Little O's, like we walked in and I was by myself, which was the first time that I'd ever been by myself in the building. And I think I sat on the floor and cried because I was just like, why did I do this? What? Everything <laughs> That's the kind was of cinematography yeah, like, I'm looking right. for. <laughs> why did I decide that I yeah. wanted to do more? Like, I was okay. Things are great at this other business that is established and thriving and doing well. And now I'm standing in a building that the health oh. department has closed. And why have I done it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, my employees showed up and it was just like, well, time to stop crying and start scrubbing stuff. Buckle down. Right. Mm -hmm. Speaking of Little O's, can you give just a brief history on that business? Like, what is it and what have you turned it into? Yeah. So um, we are the third owner of Little O's. So Little O's started in 2012. Um, the people that started it, they had a family history of like, um, I think they owned someone in their family, not them directly, had owned a bakery. And so they were like, oh, well, we should, you know, have a soda fountain. And so they decided to open it. Um, It didn't go as planned. And so they sold it. And then it really didn't go as planned for the second owner. 
And then they made it like barely a year. And then we took it over because my initial plan was we were out of kitchen space up here. We outgrew this space faster than we thought that we would. So I was like, well, great. You know, we can go down there. We can make, um, you know, we can serve ice cream out front. It'll uh-huh. be great. I can use the kitchen space to do more prep for up here. It'll be like, you know, kind of jogging the line on an expansion. Right. And so you, I remember you saying it's like a, a mile from here. Right. It's, it was yeah. so exactly close. Exactly a mile. Yeah. And it was so easy. And so I was like, you know, I, I mean, easy if you overlooked all of the parts that were hard. <laughs> Logically, it seemed like it was, it was going to be easy in one way or another. Conceptually. You know, yes, conceptually. That is the word that I'm looking for. Conceptually, it was very easy. Right. Practically, though. Now, what? It's a, it's a soda parlor, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. So it's a, an, a soda fountain and ice cream parlor. And okay. so the... Um, Sorry, that was my shoes. Oh, okay. oh I was like, um, I was like, I the headphones on. I'm like, what the? Did I just kick something? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but uh, so soda and ice cream. Yeah, yeah. So soda and ice cream. So when we bought it, it was more like late 50s, early 60s theme. Uh huh. And then that is not a soda fountain. That that is more diner. Yeah. So they yeah. had kind of mixed their their decades and everything. Bit of and yeah. It was very frustrating for me, which was another reason why I wanted to buy it, just because it was so wrong that I felt like this need in my soul yes, to correct fix it. it. I got to correct it. And so we did correct it, but I got like way too excited with the correction. And oh. so we um, <laughs> the the previous owners were just like buying their ice cream from like a you know nationwide manufacturer. But I was like, ah, then anybody can get the ice cream anywhere on the street. So I was like, and well, we're not special. Right. And we're not special. So I was like, well, we'll hire somebody, have them make the ice cream just for us. It'll be great. I'll be able awesome. to give them the mix ins of what we make at Sugarbot. Yeah. They'll be able to incorporate it. And we did that for probably almost a year exactly. And then I didn't have enough control. We were getting some product that wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. The quality wasn't where I wanted it to be. Kind of, I was telling them that I wanted more mix-ins. I wanted more. And they were telling me, you know, that's not good business. And I was like, well, I'm paying you to do it. And I'm providing the mix-ins. So So I kind of get to tell you what's good business Uh and what's not good business. And so it kind of just blew up. And I was like, you know what? That's it. We're going to get our dairy license. We're going to start making ice cream on site. Nice. Wow. I love this part. So, yeah. So that was what we ended up deciding to do, which is great. Because now, you know, our ice cream is ours alone. It's, you know, we've invested in the equipment. It's been awesome. Everything is exactly what we want. Come like the seasonal holidays like this. We have ice creams that we can make literally one time and never make it again if we decide we don't like it. Wow. So it's been cool because we've been able to partner with places like Two Plumbers Brewery, um, another Tipsy Goat French Macrons. We sell their macrons here because I have no interest in making them and theirs are perfect. <laughs> okay. Um, and so play you know, to each other's strengths. Right. Exactly. Yes. And so, you know, we've been able to start to add their shells and do like French Macron ice cream and that kind of thing. Wow. So we're able to really do true partnerships and uh-huh. have it be exactly what we want it to be. So cool. Which is awesome. And, you know, if we make a batch and we don't love it, it's fine. We can make another batch. Um, you know, we've definitely had ice creams where we're like, ah, oh, this one didn't turn out so well. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's right. You got to have those. It's though. not going to work. Let's sure. try it again. You know. It's part of the process. Right. We'll just give this one away right. and be like, well, <laughs> this one was pretty bad, wasn't it? Like, it wasn't <laughs> what we wanted it to be. You know, but then it also means that we can work 
with our customers and our clients and take Mm -hmm. suggestions of flavors that they might want, that kind of thing. So that has been really cool. Nice. But what it also means is that now the production kitchen that was supposed to be a bakery production kitchen at Little O's is just an ice cream production kitchen. Okay. So, uh... We're, we found ourselves at that weird kind of growing pain place right now that mm. we're just we're trying to figure out. And this is where kind of back to that sort of despair where it, it feels like despair because you're like, well, I can quit or I can grow, uh-huh. but this shell isn't going to work. Yep. So, you know, Something's we're at that. Give. Right. Yeah. So we're at that point right yeah. now where we're like, what do we do with this mm. shell? Yeah. So in your previous hard times, like we we're yeah. talking about, what did get you through? Was it somebody you can think of in particular, anybody that helped you through? Was it just like, obviously just pulling yourself up by your bootstraps? It's mostly just been stubbornness. Okay. Expand. (laughs) Just, I refuse to not be able to solve this situation. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's really kind of been that there, the really hard part for me in the food industry is that there's a very distinct lack of leadership in general interesting um i mean you it's very difficult to think of people in the food world locally or globally or whatever that are also really leaders in their community that are people that are really reaching out and helping and i think that that a lot of the time is because in food service there's not a lot of profit it's really hard work everything my parents said about it is 1000 percent true you know (laughs) You're I was going to circle that. Warning. I was like, right. Warnings. <laughs> right. You're just you're working your ass off. Uh-huh. And there's not a lot of time to lean over and make sure that somebody else is doing OK. And then you start to feel like all of these other industries aren't going to help you because you feel like there's no overlap. Mm-hmm. So that has been really hard for me because, again, you know, you think about people that are super famous in food. There's like a guy that cusses and yells at people and tears people down yep. You know, there are people that have, you know, alcohol and drug problems like those are the people that are leading this industry and they're not really leading. They're just at the forefront they're just of the it. loudest. Uh-huh. Right. There's yeah. nobody really that I can think of, at least, that is is truly like a, a Bill Gates of the food sure. industry. They're just yeah. I guess the closest that you'd get is the guy that does the salad dressings. What's his name? Gordon Ramsay? No, he's... <laughs> no, that's the angry guy. He's, uh, yeah, Gordon Ramsay's oh, the angry guy. Oh, wait, Good Eats guy? No, the the guy that... I, he doesn't have, like, a restaurant, but he's, like, charitable mm. and makes, like, salad dressings, and it's a completely, like, not-for-profit. He donates oh. everything. I don't know if I know this guy. I, know, I don't think I know either, You'd but. recognize it, because it's a big brand name, okay. and the only way that you'd know it is if you, like, looked into him. Sure. Hidden Valley. People are like <laughs> Mr. screaming Valley. at their computers right now. <laughs> like, it's yelling this. at this guy's name. We're going to have to look car, it up. They're just like, no. But, uh, <laughs> Sorry, listener. We're all having a we're shared psychosis. Yes. Paul Newman. <laughs> Paul Newman. Thank oh, no you. no way. It is. is. Really? <laughs> yes. It's Newman's own. Okay. That's the dude. Well, I'll be. Hey, I was it. just getting ready to be like, can we cut this so that I can do yeah. a quick Google? Yeah, Paul Newman. No, Google needed. We have Chris. Paul, and it's random yeah. trivia yeah. knowledge. I was, sitting, I was like, wait, is it Paul Newman? Yeah, I totally. was thinking about brands. I love, his, I love his dressing. Very, yeah, yeah, good human. Great grape juice, too. Good human, as far as I know, <laughs> at least. I haven't researched him lately, so if he's become Business a bad wise, human, though, I apologize. He's making it go, yeah. <laughs> um, I so, feel like he's still alive, but anyway, <laughs> so that, that's been kind of a struggle that 
I feel like everybody in the food community kind of has to find their own footing because there isn't really anybody to like look to. Interesting. And so I don't know how to fix that because I don't. You're I, in the same trench. I'm in with the them. same yeah. trench with everybody Absolutely. else. So, you know, the closest that I've come is I've started to kind of participate in more leadership groups in the community uh-huh. and that kind of thing. Just in just hopes in general, that if other yeah. food service people see that I'm taking part, maybe they'll be encouraged to take part. Leading by example is you one know. of the most effective ways. And, and honestly, just to give you some encouragement, one of the best things you can do is just to make the best product you know how to make and be the best person towards people that come into you, either of your shops. I mean, that alone is a step above and that's the other goal. food industries for sure. Yeah. 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 We definitely don't want to be somebody that's like yelling at people and, you know, saying that they're failing. We're really right. positive we're reinforcement to, people. To comfort. <laughs> yes. Comfort in time. Nothing wrong with that. So um, uh, Paul Newman's been dead for a little bit. Oh, <laughs> R.I.P. But the, the Paul Newman estate carries on his wishes. So. Oh, that's perfect. They're, so they are. It's still like posthumously taking care of people. Perfect. So that's cool. cool. That's well, there you go. That's actually, legacy. that's even, yeah, that is, it is like, that is like a legacy, legacy in action. Yes. Nice. All right. Well, I'm so glad to hear these all. Sugarbot and little right. O's. He's not all right. He's dead. <laughs> He's in a better place. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that everything's going well for his company. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> We're still doing the right thing. Yes. So Sugarbot, little O's slash Jackie and co. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jackie. And what co. are some of your business models like? core values that you always try to show your consumers, also other businesses, you know, who approach you or people that come into your shop, you know, like what are some of the tenants? Like we're always friendly. We're always, you know, yeah. So we always cuss people out. Yeah. You know? I mean, obviously that one's at the very <laughs> that, that's top. One's up, yeah, that's up tippy there. top. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think kind of our biggest one, especially recently has been, I mean, kindness has always been there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'd be surprised um, so many places don't have that as a basic tenant. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For us, <laughs> yeah. kindness is a big one. Uh-huh. Um, Empathy, kind of. But yeah, but also not um, not kindness in a, in a way that can be misconstrued for weakness. So, oh. you know, all of, all like of my staff members know, you know, that they should always be kind. But if someone is being a jerk face, you can be like, goodbye. Mm hmm. There's and a way right. to handle that. Yeah. It's right. There's a way to handle it. And there's a way, you know, not Sounds everybody like is going to be our customer. <laughs> and so we, you know, if you're going to be a jerk, you're going to be asked to leave. Yeah. I don't have patience for it. I don't have tolerance for it. You know, I believe that we pay our staff very well, but no one gets paid enough to deal with somebody else's yeah. garbage. Right. Have right. you ever seen Roadhouse? I haven't. With Patrick Swayze. Basic long story short, he helps like this is like roadside bar that's in disarray and he's like this bouncer prodigy and he like teaches the bouncers at this bar how to be like really effective at their job and his core tenet is be nice and there's this big old monologue you can look (laughs) it up it's great and it's good and he's just talking about like be nice now if somebody's a jerk and they want to fight then you show them where to fight. And you're like, basically, right. it's about like, take it outside. But when you're in here, we're not breaking tables or whatever. Right. I love it. I'm going to add it to so my list. Good. You got to check it out. Well, yeah. it's a, it'll be part of our training protocol. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's really good. good. All right. All new employees. Watch Roadhouse. this. Be, be trained by Patrick Roadhouse. Swayze. So kindness, um, a to- tolerance to a point. Yeah. Tolerance right. to a point. But at a certain, I mean, uh-huh. ignorance is not ever going to be tolerated. 
Good. Uh, purposeful ignorance, I sure, should say. Right. It's not ever going to be tolerated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ignorance. ignorance that becomes arrogance. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got no room for that. Uh-huh. Um, another big one isn't just, I, I really have come to sort of hate the phrase tolerance. Yeah. Um, Join the club. It's got different meanings. Right. Yes. It's got a different, just kind of in general, you know, mm-hmm. like you... To tolerate is not to accept. So we're really kind of moving toward more of like an inclusive environment, Uh including everybody. Sure, yeah. All walks of life. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We really want to be a beacon for everyone. Again, the only, you know, kind of the only sector of society. I mean, Swiss joins everybody together, right? Come on. We can all agree on a good cake pop. Yes. It's funny because yeah. I don't like cake pops. I've been staring at cake pops. I've not had one of yours. I've not had one of yours. You've not I, had a so cake pop. I'm going to take this as a challenge. <laughs> I'll leave myself sick on cake pops. I no, saw I'm, glad, I'm glad we made a oh. contact with you because like, I, I am just a savory guy, so hardcore. I'd like to be converted otherwise. So Yeah, I, I think we can work on okay. it. Okay. All right. I'm pretty confident. Not arrogant, confident. confident. There's a difference. I, like I think it. that we can make it work. Okay. I believe in you, Jackie. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> I'm, already, I'm already sold. <laughs> you got Chris. You got him hooked. I was right? staring Perfect. at your cake pops and they got like the Halloween colored yes. sprinkles. I was like, <laughs> yeah, oh. I appreciate it. I appreciate sweets from a different, from a distance often, yeah. especially what they do for people. Yes. Like I love that. Well, and that too, you know, some of it kind of to circle into the employee training mm-hmm. and that kind of thing is. There's a reason that the phrase hangry exists. So sometimes (laughs) people are, in fact, jerks. But as soon as you feed them, they're suddenly okay Mm -hmm. again. You don't know anyone like that. Yeah. So, no, they're (laughs) definitely, I don't know anyone in my family Uh, who can point fingers at anyone. I couldn't name anybody. (laughs) So, you know, everybody kind of gets a chance. But, you know, thankfully, we've only had one or two people that we've had to just kind of be like, you know, I I don't think. Step outside. Yeah. I don't think that you're really right for here. And I I have been really thankful that they've been people that have come up to Sugarbot. And so my employees haven't had to deal with it. It's been more me that's like, you know, clearly, no matter what we're doing, you're not happy. So I don't think that it's a problem that we can solve. Mm. And, you know, there's nothing worse than working with somebody that's not happy. Right, because then oh, nobody's happy. So, Truth. Yeah, and it's the same, you know, there's a lot of things that I can do that I just simply don't offer up here. And it's more because, you know, wedding cakes. I can do a wedding cake. Sure. But do you really want somebody working on your wedding cake that's cussing the whole time because they hate You don't want to open it? yourself up. No, you got to know you your own limits and tendencies right. and triggers, too. You got to know, like, yeah. what's going to lead me to being pissed off all the time. Right. Like. I just won't offer that. No yeah. offense. Someone else can probably do it better than me because right. they'll have a better attitude. About yes. It. Well, and oh, you that's know, been true of me a lot. It's so nice <laughs> yes. to work with people that are excited about mm-hmm. what it is that you want. Yep. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I've I'm covered in tattoos for people that don't know. And I've, I can I've verify two tattoos that were done by people that did not want to do them. Oh, no. interesting. And it was miserable. It was a miserable experience, but I was young. They were some of my first bigger pieces. Uh-huh. And there's nothing like sitting with somebody for three hours that just isn't feeling what you're doing. Versus walking kind of makes in. you feel like it's your fault. Yes, <laughs> yes. Or were they just like, sorry grumpy? for bringing you business. God. Right. Yeah. It was just, yeah. you know, the one of them was like, well, it's a dumb idea. And then when he was oh, done, what? he was like, no. can I take a picture of it? And I was like, yeah, because it's pretty friggin' cool, isn't it? 
It's yeah, a cool it's not idea. You did it, moron. Right. But, you know, you get people in, in, in any industry. They're too cool for school. Yeah. Uh, you know. We don't know anything about that, do we, Chris? No. Right. No. I can't relate. Yeah. Can't relate. So, you know, to this guy, <laughs> I Everyone in the film in, industry is super humble. Right. Yeah. 100%. I walked in and wanted, you know, a knitting tattoo, and they were like, that's dumb. And they're, you First know, of all, no, it's not. Right. <laughs> like, what? It's kind of subjective. Right. Yeah, like, what's wrong with who's that? Who's going to draw the line like, that's dumb? And I, like, I don't know. I mean, I, there's tons of people that I look at their tattoos and I'm like, that's kind of a dumb tattoo. But like, you can appreciate yeah, it. But you're not drawing really the, well. But you're not drawing the tattoo. No. It's different if like you're a tattoo artist and you're like, well, I don't like it. Right. Like for you as someone who gets tattoos, you can judge it a little bit more like, oh, I'm, I'm a little more objective on my opinion. But right. Right. for an artist to have that opinion when that's your job is to just it's like whenever we get hired by somebody and they want to make a certain video, we're like, well, well, that's dumb. Like, yeah. That's why not, would we? We would never say that. We, <laughs> right. No. Well, but also then you can just turn it down. Right. That's exactly right. If it's out of alignment, then move on. Yep. Right. And that was something where when I got it, this was my first big tattoo that I'd gotten. And at the time, it's so funny now because it's so small. And I was going to say everything else. When you say big, like you have full so sleeves. It's on my arm. So it's Which the, one is it? it's the knitting needles that go down and up. Oh, it is the knitting one. Uh, That's the, then, okay. Look at that. It looks pretty like rad. a sleeve cap. It is like it a does. sleeve. It looks so like a sleeve like is being knitted. It looks like the start of a sleeve yeah. that's being knitted on. And then if you were knitting it and trying it on, then it would end up, the needles would end up underneath your arm. Right. And so now I look at it. I remember like looking in the mirror. <laughs> I was 19 when I got it done. Okay. Like looking in the mirror when it was done and being like, this tattoo is huge. Like, and oh now my I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like three inches tall. Right. I mean, it wraps around, but it's, sure. like, it's yeah. such a small tattoo uh-huh. in comparison to everything else <laughs> it's that I've done. covered up by just wearing a short sleeve shirt. And it's covered yeah. up by wearing a short sleeve shirt because yeah. I worked in the corporate world. I was about to ask, that was done. probably a conscious decision. And yep, it was a conscious decision yeah. that it would always go, it ends at where a cap sleeve dress would end. Wow. Beautiful. And Smart it was move. the same with uh, my... That's meaningful. My first tattoo that I got on my wrist is where a watch would go. There you go. And so, so I could hide it at yeah. any given time. Absolutely. We need to pause. Yeah. Because you just made a, a mention of something that is very important to you. Yes. And that is knitting. Yes. And tied to that would be a little bit of podcast experience. You may want to... Yes. Many moons ago. Spin in a past us a yarn. Life, <laughs> in a past life. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. In a past <laughs> life, I had a podcast and I did it for about seven years, I think, all said and done. It was about 19 to 26. Wow. So it was a weird, it was a weird long time back, like when podcasts were sort of a new, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. when I had to really explain to people what, like, it what was. is a podcast. What it was we still have and, to a couple people, yeah, but still they're old souls, so, yeah. you know. Yeah, no and, and what was going on, <laughs> and yeah, it was a it was a podcast about knitting. It turned into a retreat and kind of like a little business. Wow, we it was cool. That's so cool. You're so just you, an entrepreneur. Does it exist yeah, it was, anymore? It doesn't exist anymore. Uh, but could people find it? It's, I don't think so because all of my. Do you want people to find it? I mean. It's so cringeworthy. It, it's just, it's a different, it was a totally oh, no. different mindset. But so, sure. I mean, the servers and everything are all down now. So I have the backups. No. Occasionally okay. I've listened to like past just episodes. Memory lane. Especially like from whenever I hosted the retreats and the camps. I've gone back and listened to like recaps yeah. of those things. 
or going back and listening to where like I interviewed my friends that also knitted has been <laughs> kind of cool, especially because a lot of the people that I talked to initially were ladies in my knit group. And I'm sure it won't surprise you to know that I was the youngest person in the knit group. <laughs> wow, and what a surprise. So a lot of a lot of the ladies that were guests have now passed away. Oh, and yeah. so sure. it's kind of bittersweet to be able to go back. Oh, I bet. And think about the conversations that I had with them, you know, and yeah. just and think about their influences on me because they were really a lot of the first people that weren't my family that I felt like if I was in trouble or if I needed help or if I needed advice that I could go and I could explain a situation that I wouldn't Uh have been comfortable explaining to somebody else. So it was just like having this group of really strong, awesome, badass women to be able to go to like mentors, right? Mentors. Exactly. And it wasn't ever, it wasn't ever, you know, like you had to call and like schedule a time because we got together twice uh-huh. a week. So you could just work it into conversation. So you had all these aunts and moms and grandmas that yes. were just always available. Yes. And what everybody needs a good aunt, mom or grandma. I mean, come on. Absolutely. And they were all <laughs> right. like from different backgrounds. Some of them had backgrounds of faith. Some of them didn't. Uh-huh. It was just um, there were people from other countries, you know, that had wow, transplanted wow. here. A lot of what exposure. a great so it was diverse just, group. So this really probably really formed really you. Cool. That's cool. Did you make sweets for them ever? I did. Uh, yes. I bet they love that. <laughs> yeah, they were like my original test group. And oh, that's still, so awesome. Perfect. Yeah. So did you get like objective feed group, feedback from them? Then? Yes, absolutely. What was the name of the podcast? So the original podcast was called Kippin' It Real. Okay, now we... <laughs> You got to explain. So oh, what right. does that mean? So <laughs> KIP is K-I-P like knitting in public. Knitting in public. Yeah. Kipping. It's an official term. Yes. Yep. So that was the deal. And then when it was a camp, it was Camp Kip. And oh, so that's we, great. Camp we did Kip. that a couple of years and we rented out an entire like an entire facility um, wow. retreat center. Yeah. So the first year I did it, I think we had 160 attendees and then the next year I did it, people were like saying that they would share beds to be able to come. Oh, my gosh, oh, you no little way. business and owner, so you. It, well, but for the Camp Kip, <laughs> I never made any money. Yeah. It was, I just wanted all of my friends to fly together, yes. you know, and come out. And That's so, so yeah, it's its own form of wealth. Yeah. 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 So, so the second year we ended up doing two camps back to back. So we did four days and then we had a single overnight to reset everything. And then we did another four days and it was awesome. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So there's all (laughs) kinds. Still, I get tagged when people like will bring out their camp kip knitting bags and they'll be like, (laughs) look at this. Just, you know, thinking of the good times at camp. And the first year was s'mores themed and the second and third were, um, Gnome themed. Nice. When is Camp Kip? Normally would it be? It was um, typically in the spring. Okay. And if Camp Kip and the podcast and everything ended because I was at a weird sort of transformation, pivotal point in my life where I had a relationship that was like my entire adulthood ended and it was really painful and there were too many memories kind of wrapped up in the podcast. So that was one of the things because with podcasts, like I'm sure you guys know, people go back and listen from the beginning. They sure do. And then you get messages and they're like, oh my gosh, you know, I love you guys as a couple so much, you know, things. And it was just like, 
<laughs> and done. Yeah. Like this can't happen anymore. It's got to end. Right, and right. I didn't feel like I could pull the back catalog because there was too much. And, uh-huh. and then it ended right as I was getting ready. I had decided because the relationship broke off that, you know, I was leaving that area. And so that was yeah. when I decided to go, you know, to pastry school and really just completely wow. start my entire life kind of wrapped over. up in one big so, pivotal kind of time. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like. So it was all one big thing. And I was just like, I can't, uh-huh. I can't keep getting messages about this. I do still knit. Yeah. What kind of stuff do you knit? What kind of stuff did you knit at the camp? I imagine you actually, there was knitting at the camp, right? So it was just whatever people were working on. There was no, like, it wasn't like a group project or anything. I don't don't knit. My grandmother did teach me how to knit. That's awesome. Um, I'm not sure I remember, but uh, (laughs) I know that there is a lot of enthusiasm behind it because I've seen it from a distance. Like what? Yeah. But like anything else, it's like, you know, if you're passionate about it, you're passionate about it. And there will be other people. You're not the only one, you know? Yes. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I, I really like to knit sweaters. That's kind of my favorite. Unfortunately, oh, those yeah. products are also the longest to take. Of course. Um, and so, you know, now I don't have quite as much time. So usually I'll have one bigger project going and then something little and simple that I can finish uh-huh. fast. Um, what's like the most bizarre thing you've made? Anything or is it pretty typical stuff? I mean, for um, for my ex's cousin, whenever he graduated um, school with his doctorate, he was going to be a gynecologist. And so I knitted him an ovary. That's awesome. It was like a little uterus <laughs> with the two ovaries oh and it God, had like wow. a little happy face. It's like the whole system. The whole system. <laughs> that so is, I would, that's I'd what I was that hoping that you'd say, amazing. like something the themed. thing, yeah, yeah, a hot pink uterus. Yes. <laughs> What is, a thought. Um, he probably still has it. I, I mean, I don't know. That's Why very clever. Say? Such a unique gift. <laughs> that's, like, how, yeah. How can you let that go? I feel like I've seen stuff like that, like online, you know, yeah. like just or like or like, um, you know, crocheted things or like. Yes. Just like very on point with whatever the given situation yeah. is. I yeah. And it. that, you know, is is kind of it's just fun. It's mm-hmm. I like being able to, you know, just to do stuff with my hands. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have sure. a hard time like sitting still oh, and not preaching doing to the choir stuff. here. I get it. So, yeah, yeah, I do. I do a lot of knitting, um, you know, like if I'm watching TV, I can't just watch TV. I have to have something in my hands. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, I just feel like I'm wasting time and it's that weird feeling of like this isn't working why am i doing this it's not enough mm-hmm. right i get it well for us if we're not like you know on our phone or something while we're watching tv then we're like zeroed in it's like active like study like oh look at that shot look at that yes. dialogue you know for us it's it really plays into our craft but i could get it from the other side saying like if that wasn't what i was into i would need something something else to yeah. fidget you can only do, do it for yeah. so long it's like right. You know, we'll be sitting there editing and editing and editing. And right. Like, oh, I haven't hit the record button in a while. And something, yes. You know. Yeah. Right. And it's it gets hard for me to suspend belief if I'm just watching something too. Oh man. Because you could send yeah. us on a whole I, spiral of suspension of disbelief. Been down that trail. Oh, I, <laughs> and I I wish that there would be some part of my brain that could just shut up and enjoy things. Like the part and of your brain that, that doesn't allow you to like Star Wars. Right, right. <laughs> and just like, why do I have to look at things and be like, that isn't right? Uh-huh. Like, just take it. 
just yep. take it and be happy. <laughs> just shut up and watch. Why am I the person that's on Reddit that is like, did you catch this, you know, error? No, we need, we need Where, you in the you world. Know, we need this person. Her ponytail is like in a different place. or like Continuity her errors. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Continuity errors. I get Thank it. You. I get it. Get I'm, I love finding that stuff. Uh-huh. Or like, so you are a detail person. I then. am a detail person, and it's that makes for a good um, pastry chef. <laughs> it does. Well, but that's part of being a visionary is being picky because mm-hmm. you see the devil in the details, and you see the angels too. You see where yeah. where the attention needs to be spent. But I guess it is a gift and a curse at times. It yeah. is. It it just makes it hard to relax sometimes. Where ah, I'm like, yeah, yeah, it. Sometimes it would just be nice to stop looking for <laughs> errors. Yeah, speaking our language. And it's not even that, like, I want to look at it to be like, well, I'm better because I, you know, like, no, to you just judge, can't turn it off. It's just I can't turn I it off. You're stuck. That's how we are with, I mean, you named the mainstream film. People are like, oh, did you see, you name it. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. The latest Marvel movie. It's so good. And we're like, yeah, it's a. Uh, Got problems. Got like like what? We've like, ruined a few nah. films for a few people yeah. in our day. It's not fun. We've gotten better at shutting up. I think. Yeah. I know I have a little, but it's my <laughs> wife. I've, I've ruined her. It's she just so hard. It's hard for her to enjoy things now too. She's like, oh man, why'd you ever have to point this out? And I'm like, I went to school for it. I can't help it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of, I definitely, profession. I definitely do that to Samantha too. It's it's sad. <laughs> I'll be like, why would they do that? And she's like, why? Why'd you say something? Right. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't. I wouldn't have noticed it otherwise. Speaking of personality, you have a lot of personality. You're very driven. You're very passionate. You have a lot of tenacity, and part of your personality too is. Like we just kind of talked about right when we walked in the building, you know, we're talking about Halloween. That's oh, like, yes. that's always a the big most old wonderful time of the most year. Wonderful, yes. I was hoping you'd <laughs> kind of drive at that because part of, of what we enjoy in life kind of is evident within our work. So I always like working on like spooky stuff, you know, like that's just, that's where you'll see probably the most unbridled amount of my attention come into focus. <laughs> yes. So for you during like this season, during autumn, and Halloween especially, what? how are you kind of channeling your interests into your craft, both at Sugarbot or down on Little O's, like either one? It's so really my husband is the one that has kind of taken over like the ice cream flavor and that kind of stuff down at Little O's because although he will tell you that he hates doing it. Oh, really? He will complain the entire time. (laughs) And this isn't like talking out of school. If he was sitting here next to me, that's exactly what he would agree. He would agree that he doesn't like doing it. He wants me to take it over. (laughs) Right. It's just facts. But he gets so excited about coming up with the flavors. So he just kind of like takes it over. But like up here, if there's something that I've messed up or something that we have too much of, I'm like, hey, I need you to make this work and whatever. But up here, it's really more my kind of domain where, you know, Uh I'm wanting like the decorated sugar cookies. I'm wanting to do the spooky cakes. I'm wanting to do like the cake pot bars. I'm wanting to do just all of, I want all of it. I want everything to be spooky and all of it to be Halloween all of the time. (laughs) Well, who put up the skeletons out here up front? My husband did. Oh man. He 
yeah. proof is in the pudding. See? It was a big <laughs> surprise. I have been begging for skeletons to climb this building for five <laughs> years. I've been dreaming. I'm looking at a foot We all right have now. our dreams, kids. She just heard Jackie's. Yes, and true. I <laughs> came home last week and was like, there are friggin' skeletons. What a guy. On awesome. our building. And I was so stoked because it is always Halloween in my heart. If it's up to me, we will put Santa hats on those bones and they will stay <laughs> That's up. That's awesome. Yes. Now, down here on also on Main Street, speaking of things that are somewhat spooky, they just had the lanterns and legends, legends thing. and lanterns, yes. Did you take part? So we didn't this year, but our huge robot on the side porch at Sugarbot yeah. was originally one of the scarecrows down there. We made oh, him nice. to partake in the first Legends and Lanterns. Does he have There's, a name? He does. His name is Rivet. Rivet. Ha! Yeah. Great name. You know, it was so very Rivet, hot. Rivet dressed up like a scarecrow for yes. Halloween. Gotcha. Yeah. We went down for like a minute to get ice cream, actually. Oh, awesome. And it I was didn't. like, it was super hot. I was yeah, like, I don't want to walk around this. Oh, I, got, I got grumpy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can ask my wife. I got grump. Like, I can go without sleep. I can go without food. I can go with, like, stressed and, like, whatever. But I don't know why, but I get hot and I'm... Same. Yeah, you're done. You're I'm like done. I've become, I've become, like, a different person. Jekyll and I... I, I yeah. I respect Ugh. that it's a little chillier in here. It's like, oh, yeah. thank you. I Bless try and like, you know, we're all going to be wearing masks. We're going to be somewhat, we're you know, essentially talking. wearing ear muffs. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When you guys came in, I was like, oh, it needs to be cooler in here. I appreciate that. Sorry, folks, we're going to have to cut it off there. When we get going with a guest that we enjoy talking to, we kind of lose track of time. So Jackie Hebe is going to be a two-parter. And next episode, we'll be getting into her triumphs with both of her companies, um, how she overcame her hardships, a little bit more on her mentorship, and then the philosophy of her business and where it's going, and also her view on the Midwest, and a lot of good stuff. Until then, please look us up on Spotify or Google Podcasts or iTunes or wherever else you listen to podcasts. And please drop us a review or a like or even just some constructive criticism or negative criticism. Really, we don't care. <laughs> Until next time, keep being kind and keep working hard. <laughs>